welcome to the Big Ten Review Podcast. I'm Josh with my co-host Mario. What's up, Mario? You're getting good at that intro. Thanks, man. I've been yeah. practicing. You've been pretty critical of me over the last few days here with my desktop background. They've been terrible, I just want to tell you. I would disagree, but what do you think about today's? Wow. Well, actually, I was not expecting it to be that cool. That's a good one. BTR show background. Did that one for you today. The color scheme even looks good. I'm uh, I'm shocked. I was expecting something much different. Nice work. Thank you. Hey, so I sent you our schedule this morning to yeah. let you know that we had Wisconsin. And you sent me back a questionable, I should say a cryptic text. So the text read, Graham Mertz, followed by the flexing arm emoji, followed by the bag of money emoji. Would you like to explain yourself? I do. I think it says it all right there. What do you mean? Whatever you say, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you know who Graham Mertz was before today? Yeah, of course. Okay, I just wasn't sure. I, that's why I was trying to explain it to you. Okay, all right. It all makes sense now. So is that who we're talking about today? The Wisconsin Badgers? The Wisconsin Football Badgers. Awesome. I'm excited to talk about this team a little bit. It was an interesting year, huh? Nine and four last season capped off by a win over Arizona State in the Vegas Bowl. Um, And I think the most important point that we can nail home is that they had the number one defense in the country last season. That defense was stacked. Number one rush defense, number three pass defense. Yeah, they, uh, they made a huge impact, right? I mean, when you watch that defense, they were elite. They were they were stopping everybody. Um, I mean, you know, Notre Dame and, and Mich- Michigan were a bit of a challenge for them, but they did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. No one was running the ball against that team. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I think that offense really brought them back. And you mentioned Graham Mertz earlier, which we're, we're going to talk more about today. But we'll get into Graham. But I think we want to take a look to uh, the twenty twenty one exactly how the, the season played out because starting out one and three is. Definitely not a great way to start your season. It was a rough first month of that season for Wisconsin. It really was. But look who they played. It's not like they were playing, uh, you know, a bunch of cupcakes to start the year. You start off the year against Penn State. We know how good that team is. Mm -hmm. Eastern Michigan, great win for for Wisconsin. And then you play Notre Dame and Michigan. And although these games are at home, um, those are are three really good teams we found out by the end of the year. They were. Um, But... Wisconsin was resilient. Mm-hmm. They have a culture of winning there. Uh, followed those that rough month up with wins over Illinois, Army, Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Yeah, Paul Chris, that's, that's one thing. It's his eighth year. Um, the guy is resilient. And you know what? You kind of look like Paul Chris to me. Do I? You look almost identical as Paul Chris. Has anyone ever told you that before? That's a first. Is it a first? That's a first, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. But look, he is a resilient coach, fantastic job. Um, it, I mean, did you know he's 6-1 and one in bowl games? I did. I did know that because I just told one. you right before. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great job by him. But I think if you look at 2021, you can't help but think this team could You think I look like that guy? <laughs> I think you're pretty you think- darn close to Paul Chris. He's more than 20 years older than I am. Exactly. I think you in approximately 23 years, 24 years, that's how you look. I mean, except for the facial structure, the haircut, the overall essence of who he is as a person, I would say we're pretty similar. Yeah, but besides that, almost yeah. identical. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you have improved quarterback play 
and and you can do a little more offensively, which Bobby Ingram I think is going to bring to the table. The new OC, he's going to want to run the ball, right? And and if you're going to be successful, with Graham Mertz, you've got to hit play action. I think that's what's going to be uh, the most important thing. But that didn't work out in 2021, and that's why they they faltered a little bit. I think it's going to be a recurring topic for us all season just to follow this quarterback play. Because I mean, if they have even decent quarterback play, they're going to be a successful team. Yeah, with I that mean defense. I mean they're gonna they're gonna do well. I agree. I think they, they could have probably put up a better fight. I mean, even looking at that Michigan game, it should have been a little closer. The Penn State game was a tough one, defensive battle. You start the season, your offense have, hasn't meshed quite yet, which is understandable, right? Um, these, are, these are college kids or, I mean, practically pro athletes at this point with NIL. But that's going to be tough. They, they regrouped against Easter, and then you play a, a good team like Notre Dame and Michigan. You just would have expected a little more, and the offense just never really put it together. So after that little run they went on, <clears throat> they did end the regular season with a loss against Minnesota. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did that not knock them out of the Big Ten championship it did. game? That's how Iowa ended right, up it in It gave there. the West to Iowa then, right? And I think, you know, looking back, I think Wisconsin could have given Michigan a better game. Um, you know, not that Nothing against Iowa. That was a really good football team. Um, but but I thought Wisconsin, you know, Paul Chris, he, he's like I said, he's resilient. We talked about that. I think he would have put up a great game, and that was a that was a tough loss to a Minnesota Golden Gophers team that I'm not sure that many people expected them to lose that game. Yeah, that was that was a surprise. But they did end their season with a Las Vegas Bowl win over Arizona State. Your boy Herm Edwards, Paul Chris, like you mentioned, six and one in ball six and one in bowl games. That's great. It was an ugly start to the season. They do have a culture of winning there, in my opinion. That helped them turn that ship around, and it was a pretty good season, all in all. Yeah, I'd agree. Most teams, you go one and three, that culture, that yeah. locker room, the culture in that locker room, just it falters, and that didn't happen under Paul Crest. Yeah, I agree. So, how about we take a little break and we come back and talk about some key losses and key additions? Let's do it. And we're back to talk about some key losses for the Wisconsin Badgers, as well as some, some returning players, some key additions. And uh, Mario, I think we can both agree after what we just talked about, losing eight starters on defense mm-hmm. is is going to be a challenge. Yes. It's some great players, but yes. to, to lose eight of them, I mean, I, I when you look at Paul Chris's defense, they're not going to be a bad defense next year. There's no way. However, um, uh, odds are that they're, they're, they're going to take a step back when you lose eight starters. Um, additionally, you, you lost some talent on the offensive. Um, you know your top three receivers. You got you lost uh, offensive lineman Logan Bruss. I mean, you you had some players transfer out. It, it's going to make an impact. I mean, Jalen Berger going to Michigan State, Caden Lyles at Florida State. I mean, a lot of these players just transferring out. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. It's going to look like almost a new team. But that's the world we live in right now with the transfer portal. Who in the world is Graham Mertz going to throw to? It's a great question. That's it. You lose your top three receivers. Yeah, they, they lost their top three pass catchers from last season: Danny Davis, Jake Ferguson, Kendrick Pryor. Does he have any weapons left? We'll find out, won't we? I mean, here, here's reality: if this offense is going to be good, if this offense is going to make improvements, it's not going to be through Graham Mertz. It's going to be through that run game. And Braylon Allen uh, led the FBS in, in yards against eight-man boxes last year. This guy is a bulldozer. Um, it's going to be it's going to be running through him, and they're, it's not just him. It's running back by committee. They got two other senior running backs that, that are coming back. They do have uh, Shamir Dyke at wide receiver, so there's your big threat that you're looking at. But uh, if this team is going to be successful, 
offensively is going through the run game and Graham Mertz is going to have to come out play action second and third down and and make that play but I mean last year throwing for less than 2,000 yards and having more interceptions and touchdowns that ain't going to cut it yeah aside from Shamir Dyke uh I don't know who he's got to throw to I don't know that he would get arrested in an airport with those weapons (laughs) threw me off with that one I wasn't expecting that's good that was a good one Mark did you research that one ahead of time yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're absolutely right. And we can talk more about Graham Mertz if, if, if we want. But I think we know that he's the X factor for this team. We know when we look at this. Now, the defense, I would say, as a whole is also an X factor. But Graham Mertz is the difference between are you a, a number 25 team or are you a team competing to go to the college football playoff? And Graham Mertz is that person. Did you talk about the offensive line yet? I wasn't really paying attention all that much. I was doing something <laughs> else. I was looking at So, I mean, three starters back on the offensive line, right? Tyler That's Beach, huge. Joe Tipman, Jack Nelson. That'll help him. But like you said, he's got to have better numbers, right? Two th- under 2,000 yards passing last year. You said more uh, picks than touchdowns, right? 10 touchdowns, 11 picks. Not good. Not, Not good. good. Not good. But uh, we'll, we'll that, see. Yeah, that we'll defense see. was there to lean on last year and. uh they bring back some some talent. I mean, the, the three starters that are here are, I mean, they, they could be great players. And they did bring in some transfer cornerbacks. Um, you know, Nick Herbig, offensive linebacker, or offensive outside linebacker. Uh, he had nine sacks. He had a forced fumble last He's year. first-rate offensive linebacker. <laughs> That's, I mean, it kind of is offensive linebackers, right? They're called fullbacks. They are called fullbacks, yeah. right? I, I think you're absolutely right on that. No, the outside linebacker, he, I mean, he was. he's a great player. There's no doubt about that. He's going to be an impact player for this team. Keanu Benton, defensive tackle, also going to be an impact player. Um, you, you got a lot of players that can make an impact. We'll see. They retool, they regroup. This team tends to do a good job defensively. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks about those Wisconsin Badgers. One place there's not a question mark and make fun of me all you want, but I got a player I'm keeping an eye on all season. Who's that? Special teams, Andy Vunavich. Tell me why. You don't know about Andy Vunavich? I want to know why you think. So Wisconsin has an elite punting game. No joke. Um, I believe Andy Vunavich sent uh, school records last season, program records for yards per punt. Uh, and if that offense is similar to what they were last year, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to punt that ball. I mean, that's true if the offense plays that way. <laughs> All right, so you heard it from me first. He is my pick right now, preseason pick, to win the Ray Guy Award. Don't forget the name. Didn't you tell me Heisman earlier? Andy Vunavich, Ray Guy. <laughs> All right. You're calling it now? I'm calling it now. I'm yeah, writing it down. Yeah, write it down. I'm going to call you out at the end of the season if write you're Write a permanent marker. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I, I'm i not going to argue on that one. You seem to be the expert on the on the punting game here, and I'll be looking forward to hearing more about uh, the punting game in some future podcasts. But there, there's a lot of question marks about the Badgers, and I'm excited to see what you think about them going into 2022. So why don't we take a little break and come back to talk about next year? to talk about the 2022 season for these Wisconsin Badgers. Mario, what's going to happen? It's a great question. What you didn't expect? I literally said we're going to talk about 2022 season. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of what you've been saying. I've been reading something on my phone. I found I, out. I saw that. Yeah. What are you doing on your phone? All right, I got it here. 2022 schedule for the Wisconsin <laughs> football Badgers. Season opens on September 3rd against Illinois State, followed up by games against Washington State, New Mexico State, Ohio State, they're playing all the states, Uh, Illinois, Northwestern, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, 
and they finish up their year against Minnesota. Again. Again. (laughs) You better hope you're not competing for a a Big Ten title, Minnesota, because Wisconsin's going to be out for blood. You know, here's the thing. I look at this schedule. I say, which one was harder, last year's or this year's? To start the year? Think about it. The first four games here seem much more difficult. Illinois State, Washington, New Mexico State. Or last year was... Pennsylvania State, Pencil, Notre Dame. Notre Dame and Michigan. Michigan. I, it's a tough one. It's a toss-up, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean you know, last good year, on them. obviously. Good, good year, on them to, to yes. give them a little... No disrespect to Illinois State, mm-hmm. Washington State, or New Mexico State. They aren't the likes of Notre Dame and Michigan and Penn State. No, they're not. Um, however... How interesting is that going to be? Those first three games should be, um, I think, Wisconsin should be able to pull those out. And then you go to Columbus to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. Talk about a, a, a fantastic game early on in the year. So I don't have the full schedule here, but do they have a bye week anywhere there before they get to Ohio State or no? No. It's just, okay. That one's going to be interesting. You have... Just the explosive offense of Ohio State that we've already talked about. Against if this defense, I mean, give them three weeks to kind of ease into the season. If this defense can look anything like they were last year, that game is going to be very interesting for 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 a lot of people. I think everyone's going to be circling every game or every team we look at. We're going to be circling the Ohio State game because everyone is doing that, right? Every one of these coaches is thinking Ohio State's on there. Like we've got to prep. Yeah, every every uh, podcast that we do, I circle the key games that I like for Ohio State. I circled the whole schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I just one big circle around the schedule. That's going to be fun. Well, then you play Illinois in Northwestern. I think we're going to see two improved teams there. Um, and then you go to Spartan Stadium to play the Michigan State Spartans. Man, I don't even know. That game's a toss-up. That's a toss-up. I mean, yeah. That's especially being in, in uh, East Lansing. Purdue right after that, Maryland then you go to Kinnick, mm-hmm. so that's going to be late in the year, cold. Then go to Nebraska, again, late in the year, cold, and Minnesota. You know, there, there's a lot of games in there that make you you wonder. I, there's so many toss-ups. I'm so excited for the Big Ten when I look at these teams. I think they should be able to navigate this schedule pretty well. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. What's your prediction? Um, I'm pretty optimistic on Wisconsin this year. I feel like I'm saying that with every single team that we talk about, but... Um, I mean, they still have a great defense. That offense uh, needs to improve, but I think it will. Um, uh, preseason prediction: I think I have Wisconsin going nine and three. Wow. Yep. And uh, I think I'm going to have them winning. Actually, I, it's going to be between them and Iowa, obviously for that Big Ten West division. But I think I might have Wisconsin competing for a Big Ten title. Um, and winning that that West Division. You said obviously, so you're expecting Wisconsin or Iowa in the in the West Division. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I feel the same. I'm excited because all of these teams look they could, like they could compete. They're going to take steps forward. And my biggest concern when I look at the Wisconsin team, the Badgers, is is a new O coordinator. Okay, not my biggest concern. However, you lose eight starters on defense, and that's a huge. Now you bring some really talented players back offensively, you're going to probably be able to pound the rock a little bit. But I don't know that there's enough weapons for Graham Mertz, who's already a struggling quarterback. Um, I hate to say it. I'm going 7-5. and five. Really? 7-5. and five. And that's not, no disrespect to the Badgers. I think it's more of a retooling year. Paul Chris is a fantastic coach. Um, this is a great team, but I, just, I see a lot of hiccups on the schedule that could easily happen. Um, 
But if you were to ask me, and I was going to ask you this, but I'm going to, I'm going to answer it for myself. What do they need to be to be a 10-plus win team, or what do they need to be a 10-plus win team? It's Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz needs to be the guy they thought he was when he came in and not the guy he was last year. And, and that's the impact. I don't see it with Graham Mertz right now, and I'm very much in the prove it and show it to me before I can say you're, you're going to win more than seven games. Well, regardless, 9-3, and 7-5, and five, I think we can both agree that they're going to win their bowl game. It's Paul Chris does seven and one, games. right? He's, yeah. He wins bowl games. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and I, real quick, I don't think that they, that they need to win ten games to win the Big Ten, because they're. I, in my opinion, I think they're only competing with Iowa for that Big Ten West division. Really? I, I, so eight wins might do it. Nine wins might get them into the title game, and then they got a, a upset. Who I think I think it's going to be Ohio State. They'd have to go against Ohio State right in one game. Anything can happen. So. It's true. Anything can happen, but. Um, I mean, Smith and Jigba's on the other side. Are you going to be able to stop them? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, Mario, why don't we wrap it up? All right. Thank you, everyone, for the support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and look for us on Twitter at the BTR Show Pod. Be well, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time.